Carla. And I'm Sarah. Welcome to Creative Reboot. and frankly annoying phrase but at some point we all do it we all make a leap sometimes it's into a new life or a new way of working or full-time self-employment and sometimes it's a new job or relationship or project and the next person who says to me leap and the net will appear is going to live to regret it (laughs) (laughs) although you said that that no one has ever said this to you but no one's ever said that to me but clearly you've heard it probably my Mm. share of times so Mm -hmm. And some, and then some. Um, But I think it's something we're all likely to go through more than once in our lives. So we thought it would make a really good podcast episode. Definitely. You've got a great little analogy about this, Carla. Do you want to talk about that now? Yeah, why not? I I was going to tentatively title this The One with the Snakes, although I promise not to put any pictures in for anyone who doesn't like snakes. Thank you. Um, So I've had a few people over the years approach me um, to say that essentially... You were really no. They didn't quite say it, but the 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 the, the implication is that I know how they feel, <laughs> and I know that I was really really dramatic when I was feeling trapped and I, I wanted to get out of the day job and I desperately wanted to get to self employment and I couldn't see how that was going to happen Wait, and I needed to Carla, make that leap. You dramatic? Are you sure? I know I was really <laughs> dramatic. So for clarity, my friends have never implied that I was dramatic, but I think perhaps I got across my um, depth of feeling. And they have since come to me and said, now I understand your depth of feeling. I feel trapped. I don't like it. It feels awful. I don't know how to get... Please help. What do I do with this? And so I have um, honed... This is not going to come out well. I know it's not because I've just said I've honed it. But anyway, I've honed (laughs) an analogy over the years, which is how I felt and how it... And it it does. From the other side, it it does make sense. So there is like an inevitable discomfort when you're going to make a change. And I think this Mm. applies to any change in life, even if it's a small one. Um, And it it feels a bit twitchy and a bit odd, icky. And along with the icky, if you are about to do something massive, like Jack in your job to go self-employed, or you're about to wildly change your, um, you know, you're going to, I don't know, ditch your husband and, or go off with somebody else or you're going or... to move countries or you're going to i don't know big stuff you know you're moving moving anywhere really is a big you know big stuff that you're going to change there can be an inevitable before it happens you feel like you're trapped and you feel like you don't you can't see the way out and you don't know how to you just don't is know how you're right going choice? to survive the next day yeah, is it the absolutely. right choice am i doing the right yeah. thing can i ever yeah. do the thing once i've done the thing is it the right thing oh my god i can't cope all the and questions all the questions and um <laughs> I, um, in my journal at the time, likened this to feeling like... um, So I've got a couple of friends who have snakes as pets and uh, they get a bit grumpy. When they're about to shed their skin, they're a bit... They don't want to be cuddled in the same way. Um, Arguably, snakes are quite cuddly and they don't want to be cuddled because they're feeling a bit... Everything's a bit tight and a bit... And a bit... They don't like it. Um, But the point being, they can't get to the shiny new growth version of them without going through the sticky bit and shedding their skin. Um, Mm, Consequently now... Yeah, it does make sense. I mean, I think I probably said it more pithily on the spot because I've planned it. I've now gone, ah, snake skin, what? But but it's true. <laughs> I think it's that that feel, And I think it's, for me, at least, it was, and I can't speak for my other friends, although they've said it is a helpful analogy. For me, it was accepting that I have to go through this. I can't go around it. I can't skip that bit. Yeah. It is, um, it's an, an, an inevitable path that you have to kind of travel yes. along, isn't it, really? But also, yes. it's not forever. If you stay in that skin forever, you might die. Mm. 
just, just, just as a spoiler there, like you're, you're not being snake. dramatic. Probably again, not going to die. It? It's me being very dramatic. <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> I'm okay with this dramatic label. Um, but I, I think, I think that, that, and I think for me, that's why people say leap and the net will appear. I think that's why it, it gives me the rage because it's not that simple. It's often not that simple for me specifically. Whoa. It wasn't that simple because the I live net on my doesn't own. always appear, does it? Well, Let's also, face it. I I'm single and live on my own. It's all by choice, but there is no fucking net. Mm. Like if if I'm not earning money, my bills don't get paid. You know yeah. that that is yeah. the sum total of it. So and I know that self employment shouldn't be about just paying your bills, but ultimately those bills do need to be paid. Yes. And I think that's something that I am quite passionate about because there are a lot of people in the online sort of entrepreneur space that will say oh but you know it's not about paying the bills i'm sorry it is about creativity it's about freedom it is about satisfaction and all of those things but it is also about making sure that i do not lose my house and get my electricity cut off like that is quite crucial to me it has to be yeah absolutely this is Um, but that's that's a fundamental part of anything you do in life isn't it at the end of the day you still need to be able to put food in your belly and keep you know a warm roof over your head so absolutely and i mean there are no guarantees so i'm not saying that one is better or worse than the other in terms of employment -employment. self-employment um you know it's the same when you move when you moved to canada you didn't know it was going to be the right decision you just had a good hope you know it was your best best assessment of the situation I guess funnily Um, enough because it was we're recording this in January just so that you guys know but yesterday was my two-year anniversary for for, for flying for coming here anniversary thank you um and it was a it was a two-year plan we'd set up a two-year plan that was that was that was that was our version of taking that leap actually was to was to safety net ourselves was we Mm -hmm. we actually said we'll give it two years see what happens Mm -hmm. and if we decide it's not working we can always come back that's that was did you plan for a pandemic in the two-year plan? Can't say I did, no. <laughs> <laughs> Someone had a sense of humour, didn't they? Clearly. Putting that one in there. <laughs> but Sorry, actually, had to be asked. No, it's a good question. But uh, as it turned out, we'd, we kind of, we'd already made our decision six months within six months of being here. So, you know as it yeah. turned out our little safety net was enough you know but, more but than you, enough i think that us. the point being is that you kind of created your own safety net and i yes. think you know for me i leapt when i had so part of my safety net, and i suppose you could argue that you know i did have a bit of a safety net my dad passed away there was a small amount of money literally like three months worth it wasn't because the bulk of it went to mum um and they didn't have loads of money um but yeah so i had and then suddenly on top of my own savings that meant i had about six months worth of expenses in the bank for the first Mm. time in quite a long time um that and because i'd already bought my house i I didn't automatically think well that must go towards my deposit because i was already paying for the house i'd bought the house and so for me that was that tipping point where i was like okay i have a safety net yeah i have my own safety net now i'm not relying on anybody else i'm not I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't think mum would ever let me and the cat starve, neither would dad when he was alive, but I didn't want to rely. Yes. I wanted to at least give it a go on my own before I relied. You're an independent woman. Yeah, before I, I, yeah. Um, And also, I'm very conscious that, you know, it's not that I've been, um, you know, widowed or left or single parented or anything like that. Like, I'm I'm not a single parent. I literally have chosen this. I've chosen to be on my own. So for me, it was really important that I made my own net before I made that leap. Yeah. Um, Which is why people kept saying, but if you just do it, just just try it. What could happen? And I'm like, what could happen is quite bad. (laughs) I don't want to go there. That is actually the way I tend to look at most things before I leap is what is what is literally the the worst worst thing thing that could happen. And some people have actually accused me of being quite pessimistic thinking like that. But I've always gone with the view that actually 
um, it's yes, it is probably a pessimistic view to look at the worst thing. But anything else that happens, then I consider it a bonus. That's the and way does it I mean that it. you always have a plan? You see, I, I'm generally, like, I'm liking yeah. this as a planner. I'm really enjoying that you have a plan. Yeah. I mean, I think it's hard because you don't want to expect the worst. I often also get ex- accused of expecting the worst because I have a plan for I have a plan B, C, D, D and a half. You know, I do have all the plans. <laughs> you do just very in well place. in the ambulance service, Carla. <laughs> I, um, my my grand calls it borrowing trouble, and I I think it's a family trait because over Christmas I stayed with mum and I found myself saying just don't borrow trouble several times. So clearly this is this is a family thing. But um, I think in this specific situation, I think it it makes sense to plan and yes. to but not to plan so much that you get stuck in analysis paralysis and never ever do the thing. I think there is a balance. Finding I think that there's balance, a really fine balance. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then but like that... also, from my experience, I think that like life sometimes makes you make a decision. Yes. So I was, at the time I left my day job, I was working part-time. I was doing okay money-wise from the part-time. It was a mile down the road. I could do the job standing on my head. Lots of my friends worked there. I quite liked the people. Um, I didn't hate the job. Like, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. Mm. Actually, had I not lost my dad and re-evaluated everything in, in the wake of that, I might not have made the leap. I might not have made that choice because actually it was easier not to as much yeah. as I wanted it. I know, And that, that's something I don't think I would have admitted to myself either. So that's, well, that's a part of it, I think. That is the thing. And I, I think making... Just that phrase, making the leap, it suggests there's a, an element of risk, there's an element of danger there in you know what you're about to do. And so, yeah, the option is to stay in the safe place that you that you know and don't want to, you know, rock the boat or change things because. But then, I suppose, as COVID has shown us, not even the safe stuff is safe. So you kind of might as well. (laughs) Yeah, good point. Yeah, I know. I want to stop bringing COVID into everything, but at the the point of recording, we are still banging the middle of it all. I don't think we're going to have that for a few. Well, at least for a while yet. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think, I think so that's too. well into it's our... It's going to become comp- a point of reference, isn't it? The, yes, the year that must not be named. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. But, okay, so what, what are the things you wrote down here, Carla, which I think is a good one to, to broach, is what does making a leap look like? Yeah. You've put good, bad, small, big. Let's, let's, let's so un- unbox bef- that a little Before bit. we get into specifics, I would say that for me... So I'm a lifelong horse rider. So for me, the words making a leap feel like... Yeah. Gathering yourself gathering your your wits because i'm not a great show jumper i like jumping but i'm not that good at it so gathering your wits gathering your horses you shorten your reins you you shorten your stirrups for jumping you um and then you urge your horse forward and then as the horse jumps you go with it so you yep. you lean into the jump i don't i know you're not particularly horsey but for no, me but i understand this yeah making the leap feels like quite a physical gathering of energy and then moving and then allowing yourself to go with it because if you hesitate at the point the horse takes off you're going to end up on the floor yeah I may or may not have done this numerous times in my career, of course, riding. Um, so can I, I can I offer an alternative view for the non-horse riders in a yes, listeners there? Have yep. you all have you have you ever watched the Vicar, Vicar of Dibley? I have. That moment when she goes to j- jump into the puddle and it turns out to be as high as her. That is an excellent <laughs> one. Yes, definitely. And yeah, yes. if she didn't jump, she'd never know. Exactly. Yes. I mean, obviously, you know, it didn't work very well for her. No, though, but. <laughs> But I think that's it, isn't it? I think there's there's good... And I wonder how much of um, our excitement or reluctance or our willingness or unwillingness to make a leap of any size, because I am talking about little things as well, mm. um, how much of that is, is impacted by our previous experiences? Oh, so much, I would say, definitely. If, you, if you've had, you know, if you've, t- if, you, if you've taken a big leap, for example, and it's 
not worked very well that's going to have such an impact on the way you look uh, you know at big leaps going forward isn't it really? you see i think it's really interesting because you're talking about big leaps i'm thinking about really small stuff like i've just ordered a new bedside cabinet and it has literally taken me nearly a year after buying repairing breaking re-repairing and then irretrievably breaking the one that i had <laughs> to just make the damn decision and buy the not particularly expensive new bedside table what and that's just by urging what? well that's just by urging so mum kept saying look just buy it and i was like oh, i don't know i don't know if i should spend the money and she was like look i'll buy it just buy the damn <laughs> buy the damn bedside table and i was like no no i don't want to take your money i just want to buy it but i'm not sure and she was like well what what's and i was like well it fits and it's the right size it's the right wood and, I, and she was like just buy the damn thing you could see the frustration i eventually did order it while i was staying with her I'm not sure what held me back. I don't know if it was a, oh, I've got one that kind of is okay, so I maybe don't. But I know some of what was holding me back is that I've had a few things recently that I've ordered and have just been like an absolute farce to either get the money back or they've turned up with bits missing. And I think it's, it's such a small thing. It sounds like a relatively small thing. But it does impact on your reluctance to go through it. I'm like, I'm too busy. I'm too busy to spend another three hours on the phone to a call centre to try and get my money back. You know, I... I just want the thing to work. That makes so, sense. And I feel like that with with we probably have more experience with small leaps than big leaps. Does that hold us back when we come to the big leaps? Oh, I'm trying to think of a like an example in my mind, but nothing's kind of springing forth at the well, moment. What, other than the the obvious, which is obviously your massive move to Canada, but yes. what other leaps do we think? Because obviously, a move and moving from uh, a day job to self employment is something that we we have done. I've yes. moved around England you moved across the world which is arguably bigger and more exciting but what what other leaps do we think we make um getting married oh oh talk to me about making the leap of getting married that's interesting well it's just it's it's a big it's a big not responsibility that's the wrong word oh maybe well, not. I don't know. It's, it kind commitment. Of it's commitment it's a commitment isn't it you're committing to one person for potentially Ever. forever that's the that's the that's the idea isn't it <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> depends on how much he upsets me um <laughs> but yeah it's it is that some, i mean Stuart and i were together for eight years before we got married so um i suppose there was probably that thought in the back of my mind well everything's fine as it is now why are we gonna Mm. Why do we? Why do we need to get married? Why well, change the status quo? Yeah. Yeah, we weren't planning on having kids anyway, so it was like, what you know, what are we doing? This actually, it came down to purely sensible money tax reasons, because apparently, you know, married couples get treated slightly better than two single people in the same household. <laughs> so. I know. I am seriously considering civil partnership with my best friend <laughs> Just, when we get to you like, know. whatever. If we're both still single, because then we can leave each other for no other reason that when we're dead, if we've not got, if she's or she's got siblings, so that might might confuse things. But if we don't have children, children and uh, we don't have siblings and our parents are gone mm. like why would i make her pay inheritance tax when i could not why would i make anyone pay inheritance tax when someone could have it and not like exactly yeah, yeah it's mad totally. so yeah sensible reasons but um yeah but there was still that moment of oh is this the right thing are we doing the right thing so when did that moment come did did you did you was that when you agreed when you decided to get married or was it at the you know did you get to the door of the venue and go fuck or did you, not in a bad way, but like I, I have seen, I've been a bridesmaid 13 times. I have seen people not have cold feet, but like, it's like they suddenly realise what, and I love watching people. And I think it's really lovely to see, because I see people go, oh my God, oh my God, everyone I ever know is here. And then, and then catch sight of their other half at the other end and go, oh no, this is okay. Yeah. Like you can see the expressions <laughs> running across their face. And, and actually that's been really lovely. But when, yeah, when, when did you clock that it was a big leap? I'm trying to think, actually. 
And again, there's nothing specific springing to mind. Weirdly, that I, the 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 it was a bit of a funny one for me because I was shooting weddings all the way up until I think about a week before our own wedding. So we well maybe not a week. But so much wedding experience. <laughs> wasn't that much wedding experience but it was um i remember getting to like a month before the wedding and thinking oh shit i haven't planned anything i really need to get some, <laughs> do some stuff amazing <laughs> suddenly i was like we've got we've got favors to make and this to do and that to do it was like panic stations but um and then that moment of walking down the aisle my big realization went there was oh all these people are here for for me and him, you know, so that was I had that little moment. But I think that's the bit I've seen hit their face as, as mm. usually when the church or the venue doors open and you go, oh my god, almost everybody I love is in one room. Exactly. What? Yeah. Because <laughs> there's no exactly. other time in your life where you get everybody together like that. Yeah. People come to a wedding in a way they don't for other occasions, and I think yeah. that's really lovely. Yeah. So I'm interested as well. Then, so I have just opened the episode by saying it's inevitable that you'll feel like a snake. I mean, that's not quite what I said, but that's, <laughs> let's go with that. I've said there was an in, 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 in oh my god. Inevitability. Like, nanny, I've, I've been reading. I've been reading Terry Pratchett and, and Nanny Ogg's banana, 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 banana. Oh yeah. Where she knows how to start spelling banana, but she doesn't know how to stop. <laughs> That's me today. I apologise in advance. Um, I feel like I have maybe, based on my own experience, that there is always a discomforty, inevitable discomfort. Mm. I feel like you're not talking about discomfort. You're talking about shit. I've not done any planning, which is a different. <laughs> Different kettle different. of emotions. <laughs> and you know, actually, that probably that probably shows the distinct difference between you and I with things like this. Because I think I point I made a, a mention to you earlier on where um, I think you were saying about you know all the planning and stuff. And I said, well, what about if there is no planning? You you decide to do something in the morning and just do it in the afternoon. And I went, oh, that's not something I do. Well, what what did you? I say? mean, that but, sometimes is actually I'm massively impulsive, oh, but not. <sighs> that's really weird that's really well, interesting let, let, let me just finish me. that though because what you then said was oh was that getting rid of your website and i said no that was moving countries when i was 19 years old <laughs> that's true it wasn't a small thing or a reverse well i it suppose was... it was a reversible thing but it was quite a big it thing was a tell, huge tell us a bit thing, more yeah. about that it was i remember very distinctly it was one morning when i was 19 i was out of work i'd been out of work for some time living in malta i was miserable i hated it i didn't want to be there and I, my dad turned around to me one day and he went Sarah, you're you're miserable, aren't you? You, you? you want to go back to England, don't you? And I said, yes. And he said, okay, then. And we rang up the airport and we got me on a flight that afternoon. <laughs> and that was it. I literally had to run around ringing my friends and saying, uh, I'm going back to England. And they was like, oh, this is amazing. When? And I went, uh, today. So then <laughs> Three they hours had time. To, <laughs> I had wow. to, they then had to come and see me so that we could say our goodbyes. And I was throwing things into cases. And... I just don't think I've got it in. I mean, I am impulsive to, to a fault. <laughs> but I don't think I've got it in me to do that. That's big. That's big I'm stuff. not entirely sure I could do that now. No, that's fair. When we're younger, I did mm. more stuff when I was young. I mean, actually, I so you're my, yeah. a lot less risk averse when you're younger, aren't you? I mean, so. yes. My my equivalent is not quite the same, but my equivalent was after a very sensible um, sort of childhood, teenagehood, and early adulthood. At the age of twenty, I think I was twenty three, four ish. And I'd met some people. I'd been to one one gathering of my car club, and I'd met some people, and that was fun. And then about four months later, one of them rang me and said, "Hey, I'm um I'm doing a rally. Do you want to come?" And I was like, "Yeah, that sounds good. Put my deposit down. Like, don't think I even knew his surname at this point. Um, sent him some money. All good. A couple of weeks later, he was like, "So," it, and I thought this was Lands Enter John O'Groats, and I was like, "Yeah, that sounds fun. Two hundred and fifty quid car. Lands Enter John O'Groats. Few days. Great fun. Camp on the way in the summer. Lovely. No, it turns out it was Calais to Romania. Oh." <laughs> 
And I met this guy once and someone was like, well, do you know him? And I was like, not really. And they were like, but you're going to go in a car. Like, what? Oh, and I was the, like, yeah, it's going to be what? great. I love, I love that that daring of youth. Isn't it wonderful? It I think it's was, fabulous. I mean, it was so out of character for me, but it was really fun. I had a whole summer of just stopping conversations with every group of people I met. So they were like, what are you up to? And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going... Um, I'm going on a, on a rally, on a banger rally with this guy. And they were like, oh, have you got a new boyfriend? And I was like, no, he's just some bloke I met. At, I mean, he did then become my boyfriend for a while. But um, I didn't know that at the time. I was just like, yeah, sounds like an adventure. Let's give it but a go. Can we can we just step beyond that then? How how was it? How was the rally? It was bloody amazing and it changed my life. Yeah, um, there you go. It was a... And again, I don't think I could do it now. In fact, I was thinking the other day, because he is a good decade older than me, I don't know how he did it in his 30s, because mm. I could not do it in my 30s. I have got too many things that matter to me now and worries and money and other things that are important to me in my 30s that I just didn't have in my 20s I didn't have the cats I didn't have a house of my own I didn't have I had Poppy but she wasn't going I wasn't taking her on the rally so that was fine that was my old car but then, um I just but... I didn't I don't know I just don't think I have it in me I, I still have it in me to do cool stuff but not with that small amount of like yeah fuck it let's give it a go but then just to interject there then because we had all of those things too and we still decided let's move countries you took the caps though which yeah did you know that actually that was that was absolutely <laughs> right you are quite right we took the cats in fact that was that was Stu's you only left, you left the house you left the cars you got that was his only requirement if, if we but couldn't take the cats we weren't going, weren't going. no thing. and yeah, i remember exactly. you both being quite quite firm on that <laughs> but um, my point there is that when we kind of start i mean because the, the, the decision again to come to canada have i told the story about like where i probably only in the very first one when we interviewed each other so tell it again uh so basically it was the day after the brexit referendum and the result came through and i cried um and um, given that we're I... now in brexit you made the right decision <laughs> and i turned round in a fit of frustration and said to Stuart, fuck it let's move to canada and he went okay then and it was <laughs> that was that was it that was what happened i mean obviously it took two years and lots of planning of course, later yeah. But, but the actual decision was made. The decision was quickly. made, yeah, very quickly. But also then, we, yeah, with all of those things, we had to suddenly put the sensible hat on and say, hey, okay, look, we've got a house, we've got jobs, we've got the cats, we've got what, you know, it's it, we can't just get on a plane and go to Canada. It's not that simple. I mean, you did we... pretty much just get on a plane and go to Canada to suss it out fairly quickly, if I remember right. We went right. on a holiday, went on a yeah, two-week holiday. you went on a holiday yeah. pretty quickly after that. I do remember that. <laughs> Only because we I'm thought, just... you know, we can't really move to a country that we've never actually but been to before. So I'm now coming back. So this is why I'd make a dreadful academic, because I either pick up on a hypothesis and keep coming back to it like a like a fly that yep. can't leave it alone yep. um, or I ride roughshod over it and it doesn't really so I, I don't have any consistency between these two methods however <laughs> coming back to that concept of discomfort yes. there was discomfort in Brexit for yes. me as a 24 year old there was discomfort in my London job my shitty London job just being stuck doing what I thought was going to be the rest of my life I knew I wanted out at that point of the shitty London job I just couldn't see how on my extortionate rent on my own and my uh, train ticket which is as much as my rent I could not see how I was ever going to make it work mm. so it seemed like something that there was a discomfort that drove me to go yeah let's give it a go what could possibly like, it's worst case scenario it's 10 days out of my life you know so so hold on a second there so are you saying there was discomfort actually making the leap or no the, i think there was, was discomfort, discomfort that drove... thinking about if i don't do this 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 is where no the neither i think the reason i made the leap was because i was feeling discomfort i think one of the reasons i wouldn't do it now is because i'm really happy with my life okay that makes sense so i'm not trying to escape i know that's a very specific thing but like i wouldn't leap now into 
say I'm, I'm not going to say I want to leap into a different business because I've done that within the last 12 months of the chocolate and <laughs> yes. I think it's very foolhardy of me to say I'll never have another business again because as clearly that's not going to happen clearly not, as a multiple yeah. but, but I don't think I would jack in any of what I currently have to do something different now mm. and that's quite an unusual feeling for me that's something I've not really a lot of my decisions have been a lot of my leaps big and small have been driven by not being happy with what is happening currently so making plans and then making a leap but they're still not hugely impulsive they are a weird a weird mix of impulsive and planning Mm, interesting and i'm 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 not sure whether that's just me or if that's the same or if that's different because obviously brexit your move to canada was partly driven by nicer life partly driven by i just don't want to be here anymore because brexit has happened yeah hmm I haven't really thought about this in detail. Yeah, emotional, emotionally made. My my kind of thinking is as well that discomfort sometimes. Well, I don't know if it's the discomfort that that causes you to make the leap. Then it's not a fear based thing, is it? Then no. And I can't work out whether it's because there is always for me there is always discomfort before a leap, including when I moved from when I bought the house I was renting. There was a massive amount of discomfort before making that leap into owning the house. Which is mental because I was literally living here. Yeah, but I was living here already. It wasn't like any of my life was particularly going to change. In fact, to the point where someone said, oh, when are you picking up the keys? And I was like, oh, they're already on my key ring. They've been there for two and a half years. They were like, oh, that's a bit (laughs) random. (laughs) I was like, I know, right? There is no ceremonial picking up the keys. I'm literally already here. Um, I think it's that you're committing to something bigger, aren't you? Yeah. Mm. I mean, just as a really silly little example, I bought myself a new camera at the weekend. Hurrah. That's not silly. That's exciting. But it's a smaller example, isn't it, really? So uh, I don't in know. Comparison the cameras to... we have, it's probably not that small. Most people think what we spend on cameras is insane. But yeah, I'm going to go I'm with that. camera, your house. Versus house. Yeah, yeah fair yeah, enough. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, so I had that moment where because I decided I was going to trade in some gear. I kind of knew the camera I wanted. I hadn't even really seen it at this point, but I was in the camera store. They had it in stock. They had everything I needed. They'd give me a lovely price for my two cameras. Um so I was at that point where I'd said, yes, I, I want to do the deal. And he walked off to go and get the box. And I turned around to Stu and went, oh, am I doing the right thing? <laughs> I suddenly had this moment of, of oh, like all the hackles yeah. and crap. Yeah, this is, yeah, obviously, yeah. I was having to pay some money on top of what they were giving. Of course, you know? yeah. But, so, yeah, and it was, he was going to me, you've got enough money in the account. You've done this. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yes, 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 it all makes sense. But even so, there was still that little... Is it just so? A, I don't understand. Yeah, is it just a, like? A is little... it us or is it coming from expectations? Because I remember having a really enlightening, illuminating, I would say, actually, Ooh. conversation with some friends uh, about it was the no clients and hooping cough stage, so about eighteen months ago, mm-hmm. and I remember saying to them, "I feel like I'm, despite having no clients and hooping cough, I feel like I'm on the right path. I wouldn't change this for the world." Yeah, and then about six months after that, when my client list picked up and I could actually get out without, I could pick up my camera without breathing, uh, without coughing again. Um, yeah, don't pick up your camera without breathing, folks. Without breathing, no, don't do that. That's bad, <laughs> bad plan. <laughs> Tends to alarm your clients when you Indeed. stop breathing. Yeah. yeah. Um, then I remember saying to um, to one of my my group chats, two of my friends that we we have a chat, we chat most days, and I said I really feel like I'm thriving. And one of them said, you don't say that lightly, do you? And I said, no, but it's amazing. I said, because I 
didn't know if I was making the right decision when I went self-employed. I knew it was something mm. I desperately wanted. I knew it was something I'd worked towards for 12 years, but I didn't know if it was the right decision. And she was like, don't be stupid. We knew it was the right decision. You just allowed yourself doubt to get in the way. And I was like, oh, fair enough. Self-doubt, okay. And is it, is it that I, and not because I've also had friends who have gone self-employed and then gone, oh, I really don't like this. I don't, I like just having a steady income. Yeah. I don't want the stress of self-employment. I just want to do my cool creative thing as a cool creative thing without any pressure on it. And so they've yeah. made that leap and then made the leap back again. Mm. And I think I allowed that to influence my my own fear as well. Like I think deep down I knew that I don't want to be employed. I want to be self-employed. But I I let my fear of that happening... It's a really complicated... I mean, that for me is my big thing. The going self-employed is my huge leap in life. Mm. But around all of them, I do worry... I, I don't know. I'm really intrigued as to how... Sorry, I'm not very articulate today, am I again? Um, That's okay. But this is what we wanted, is these these like random conversations about things. Um, maybe the discomfort isn't inevitable, but maybe there is always something that drives the leap that isn't... This, oh, but I don't know then. Tell us some more, because you, you definitely do... But is it just that you're more decisive? Is it that your leaps are more decisive because you don't faff so much? <laughs> So I'm thinking like specifically of the example when you said to me um, one evening we were chatting, which would have been, I don't know, about 5, 6 p.m. your time. Mm-hmm. And you said, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of... Or no, it wouldn't. It would have been at lunchtime your time, wouldn't it? Yes. And you said, mm, I'm thinking of getting rid of, um, you know, weddings and lifestyle photography. I just, I think I'd want to focus on the copywriting and the branding. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. We should have a chat about that one day. <laughs> and the following day I text and I was like, hi, lovely, how are you doing? And she was, she was like, oh, yeah, I'm finishing off my website. Like, I've got rid of all the... I was like, Jesus, I literally haven't even looked at your website in between to see what I might, you know, I was thinking we would have a chat and you might see what I thought and, and, and I ha- hadn't even had a chance to click on your website in the intervening I don't know 16 hours or whatever it had been Was it really that long blimey? I don't know if it was even that long yeah exactly so I'm I'm fascinated by that that dynamic because that was a leap that was that was, was wiping half your business out in... what, and, and then I suddenly felt the repercussion I had the discomfort afterwards Afterwards mm. <laughs> Do you know, It's one of those things though it's um I just, I feel like, for me, it go, a lot of it goes back to instinct. It goes back to gut instinct for me in that if it feels right, even if there are questions and doubts and worries, if it feels right, I will just go for it. Mm, um, I like that a lot, actually. Yeah, I don't, I, there are things that I've done. I've done, there are plenty of things I've done in my life. And at the time, if I looked back now and actually thought about it with, with logic and reasoning and all the rest of it, I probably wouldn't have done half no, of the and things actually, do that you know I've what? done. I think there's an element of that with lots of things um, in life where you have to kind of... Tr- and maybe that's why people Just keep trusting. saying to me, leap and the net will yeah. appear. You have to trust. It's not... It, yeah, I mean, I, I, get the whole, I get the whole annoyance about the net, the net yeah, thing. Yeah, because maybe there is an element be sure. of trust. You, cannot, you mm. can never be sure mm. that there's going to... But it is. It's that you know it's a risk... Um, but my, maybe it's a case of you sort of look look at the risks and think, do you know what the the risks kind of the, the, the what I'm going to get if it all works outweigh these risks by a long stretch, and that is what I'm leaping for. And I yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. And I I do definitely remember saying in the kind of midst of my my shift, my my decision to shift, um, that I'd made the decision on the Friday, and then we'd gone down and had a bank holiday weekend, and I said I was going to hammer notice in on the Tuesday, mm. and I was with my uni girls, and they are hugely wonderful, but eminently more sensible than me, women. <laughs> And they said, you know, do you, are you do you want to think about this? And I was like, no, nope. no, I'm good. I've because done it. You, I've made my decision. You knew it because was right on decision. some level, I knew in my heart, in my gut, that it was the right thing. Yeah. And nothing was going to get in the way of that. 
Yeah, and um, by right thing, I don't necessarily mean not necessarily even the. It's not might not be the right thing for a lot of other people, but you kind no, of but the right thing for me you. and me yeah. at that point in time, I think, was also. Yes. I think if I had it been a year before, I'd be like, oh, it's not quite. You know, yeah. I need my. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. It is very. It's um, hmm. there are there. Are, that's all I can kind of put it down to is that I do. I mean, I I mull things over a lot in my head. I just don't necessarily tell everybody about it, um, but I. There is there is a moment that I I realise actually it's either take the fucking leap or don't you know so it's I, I, <laughs> I have um I have a particularly um effusive not what's the word I'm looking for not effusive straight talking friend yes. who says shit or get off the potty <laughs> <laughs> it's not my favourite expression but it feels appropriate here <laughs> I feel like she'd be really mean as a parent if you, you know if you're the oh, no, she's, one of... <laughs> she's she's not a parent yet. <laughs> Could you imagine sitting on the potty as a child with your mum going, shit, I'll get off the potty. I'm so sorry, mum. <laughs> I'm going to take the potty away. Um, yeah, so there we go. Um, oh, that's hilarious. But I, sorry, I, get, I get the sense, though. I get, the sentiment I get, was there. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think you're right. I think, But then, okay, so let's talk a little bit then about, so sometimes there are times in life where you, you know the leap you want to make. You've mm. made a plan for the leap. Yes. You know it's coming. Yep. You've calculated the risks. You've assessed that you are happy with the risks. And crucially... For me, that tipping point often comes when I have looked at the risks and then looked at the life that I am living or the situation that I am, you know, changing, leaping away from. And I have gone, I cannot deal with this. I cannot put up with the alternative. Like the risk is terrifying, but the alternative of staying here is more yes. more terrifying yeah, over yeah. a longer period of time. I agree. Um, and which I suppose is part of that discomfort, isn't it? Is you're looking yes. ahead as much as looking behind. So that's an interesting one. When you're in that position, but for either financial, emotional, commitment, um, duty, other stuff, life stuff that gets in the way and you can't make that leap, what do we do then? How do we deal Ooh. with that? Because I think that's when that trapped feeling for me, there have been times in my life where I have felt so trapped and so desperate that I have, I'm a very articulate human being, not necessarily always on this podcast, but I am. <laughs> and I have not been able to find the words to explain how how awful I feel and that's when the dramatics come into play because that's mm. how I make other people understand how I'm feeling and then people are just like you're just a drama queen and I'm like no no that's actually how I feel um how do we deal how do we deal with that how how do we that's a really tough question Carla I mean because I'm sorry kind of, dude no no I'm but I'm it's a good one it's a very good one but I'm kind of I've always been of the mind that regardless of what's going on around you if it feels like it's the right thing to do then you have to find a way to do it in whatever capacity that might be um because of things like i'm just uh, i'm just trying to think of as an example my sister's a very good example and if, if she's listening hello hannah um <laughs> oh i just waved and realized just... <laughs> see me. hi hannah that's hilarious <laughs> i'll tell her that um yeah so she's a very good example in that she was it last year she wanted to do a trip across iran um it was with a, a company you know it was all like tour guided all of all the rest of it but obviously iran has got a reputation uh, and immediately my mum and dad were were you know because of everything they'd read Nervous. on the on, yeah worried they were very worried yeah. about her going I was worried about her going because of, of all the things that I knew which turns out was not a lot about the country um and she she basically spent a lot of time 
talking to us about it and showing us news articles and information um and basically generally talking us around and persuading us that it was going to be absolutely fine yes um and that you know she was just as much at risk of you know walking through a street in london if she decided to go and see a friend in london as she was going to iran um And I mean, I spoke to her about it afterwards. I, I remember, I think I remember saying to her, even if, you know, if mum and dad had still said, no, we don't want you to go, would you have gone anyway? And she was like, well, yeah, I would have gone anyway. You know, so, but she wanted to try and do it more with their blessing than, than oh, without course. it. And actually, I, I felt very similarly about the rally. Like I was, I was lucky in many ways that dad um, had done some similar random shit when he mm. was younger. Mm. And mum and dad have also travelled a lot together. And so they were actually, I'm sure they worried about me, but they didn't let on. They basically said, we need to meet him before you go. You are not going randomly with a bloke we've never met. And like 50 other blokes we've never met. That's not a great plan. I was like, to be fair, that's not a great plan. I'll bring him here. You can meet him. That's cool. I think that's a sensible um, parent thing to do. Yes. Yeah. That, 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 even to me at, at 23, that seemed like quite sensible parenting. Uh, what he thought of my menagerie of family, I'm not sure. But hey, hey. Um, but I would have gone... I think I would have gone regardless. I wanted mm. their blessing, but it was something I, I needed to do at that point. Yeah. Um, well, even which makes oh go on. Sorry, I was I was going to say even with like when I went to to move to the UK from Malta, I had three hundred pounds in my pocket, Carla. That's what I had. Yeah. yeah. I had nowhere to live. I didn't have a job. You know, so everything. Did you know anyone over here? Did you have any? I I had here? my my dad's brother and his family that I didn't really I hadn't seen them for like twenty odd years. So oh, no, not okay. 20, probably twenty because I was nineteen. Like fourteen. <laughs> Fair enough. But... Like 14, 15 Your adult years. life. I was yeah. very, very young the last time I'd seen them, so I didn't really remember them. But they offered for me a place to stay for a week until I could find a place of my that's own. That's lovely. Yeah, that's um, really good. Yeah, so, it, and do you know as well, even sort of looking back, I made that leap and the first couple of years were awful. Really hard, you know, mm. bloody hard. I was homesick all the time. I had no money. At one point I was out of work and I was not paying my rent as it turned out and I hadn't been telling my parents about it and... Um, you know, so I was, it was, it was very, very difficult in the beginning, but even with all of that kind of looking back, it, it was a, I did it because I, I had to, for me, it was an, an, I had to situation. I couldn't be in, in Malta anymore. So. And actually, I wonder if that, that had to, that, that, that compulsion rather than impulse, mm. com- like, like a drive I don't like compulsion because of the, the, um, the magical spells aspect of it from my various yes. fantasy books that I read. But if it is a compulsion that you can't not do it, I always describe the work that my clients do. It's like, this is, this is the work you can't not do. Exactly. Blithe disregard for my degree in English. Um, I know what you mean, though. I think it's, I think it's that, it, it's not even I have to do this. It's like I literally can't, I can't not, I can't yes. leave it behind. It's like and breathing. It's, it's like it's breathing. It's as important and to you as taking a breath. That is why... I think I felt, and the reason I want to, um, I'm not trying to, to dwell on the trappedness, but I know at least two people who are struggling with this at the moment. And if there's mm. two, that means there's more. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I went through it and I know there were more people doing it when I was doing it as well. So there is definitely a, a feeling that I wanted to try and tackle. And I am just musing that I think the thing that I found, the only way I found to deal with it is to find something that you want even more yes. in the short term. Yes, and know that you're not shelving it completely. You are just shelving it temporarily while you do the thing in the short term. And for me, that was buying my house. Okay. So I was done. I was so done with work. I'd already said that this job was going to be my last job. Um, there were some changes being made. There were some bits and pieces. Obviously, I'd lost my dad. I was just like, ah, oh, I cannot deal with this. Um, before I lost dad, I'd already hit that point. But then the opportunity to buy the house that I already lived in came up. 
And then suddenly, miraculously, I was able to shelve my plans to quit because I needed a steady income in order to buy the house. Yep. Then I bought the house and then I needed a, even more steady income because it needed a shit ton of money spending on it. Yeah. But actually doing that suddenly, A, it was essential once I'd bought it. There was a point where I came home and I was like, oh my God, what have I done? Because there were no stairs, there was no Wi-Fi, there was no internet, there was no, well, there was no electricity. I think the water had been cut off. The whole of the downstairs had been dug up and oh, I just wow. came home from work and was like, ah, I can't even sell it now. What have I done? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now, obviously, it's it's a beautiful, it's slightly cluttered at the moment, but it is a beautiful home and I love it. But for me, that desire to have my own space and my own home um, was... The, yeah. It outweighed. It outweighed mm. the need to be free because yeah. I knew that once I'd got it, I could carry on paying for it, but I was never going to get it. Or if I if I waited until I was self-employed, it was going to take me a lot longer to get to get the financial stability in order well, to do it. That makes so, a lot of sense, actually, because I'm I'm just trying to think back to I you know I'd wanted to leave the ambulance service a lot longer earlier than than I ever actually did. Yeah. Um, but because of things like thinking about finances and being it needing mm-hmm. to pay the bills and you know it's that sensible stuff, isn't it? I need to be able to pay mm-hmm. for the food and and everything roof yeah. over the head but i think it needs to be something even more emotive than the basics because the basics you will always find a way generally to pay for you know we all all of us seem to hopefully most of us we, we find i've always found a way to pay for the basics even if it's mean temping and doing really random jobs in between times mm. but in order to to actually actively say okay i am putting this dream on hold i'm putting this leap on hold for a little while for me there needed to be a really big pull a really big like purposeful thing for for that and I'm wondering mm. for you whether it was your move to Canada as well, because you knew that was coming, so you could, like... Well, no, know. because I'd, I'd, I'd wanted to leave the ambulance service l- even well earlier. Well before that, than, I know. Yeah, yeah, way, yeah well, well before, before that. But I, just, you've got me thinking there, in, in that I'm thinking, I wonder if it was more because the the decision, that the thing that I was doing on the side wasn't really what I wanted to do, ultimately. So maybe mm. it just wasn't enough of a push for me to want to be able... I'd always said when I started doing wedding photography I didn't really I had no plans ever to make that full time or, or my main source of income so and actually that's really interesting because my one of my previous businesses uh was called the website beautician um and I made websites for actually very similar clientele to who I have now but I mm. made websites instead of taking beautiful photos and I I think I've covered this uh, on the podcast that that's how I ended up in brand photography because yeah. the thing I liked the best was was imagery for them yes and I didn't make loads, but I made enough in the very small amount of free time that I had to know that if I quit and went full time, I could build it up very quickly. And my skills were good and my, you know, my clients were great and I was starting to build up a bit of a reputation. And then I really sat down and I was like, is this really what I want to do? And I was like, no, I do not want to jack in my nice safe salary for something that is going to make me angry every day. Like websites <laughs> ultimately make me angry. That's never good, <laughs> is it really? And so that that's why I didn't quit in 2014 and it took me till 2018 to do so. And yeah. that I think so is probably quite pertinent. Wasn't the right the time. Then, wasn't the right time. Wasn't, yeah. wasn't something I loved enough. And I was more worried yes. about because I felt like while I had a day job, it for me, I've always had, I mean, I've had, hundreds well I've had 17 jobs in 12 years so for me getting a new job has never held fear it's like okay well I'll just get another job that's fine I'll apply for another one and when I get it I'll leave Mm. so having a job and getting another job wasn't scary moving into something self-employed and then trying to find the mental energy to get a job and give up the self-employment was not something I was willing to take on until I found the things that I really wanted to do and And then when I did find the things I really wanted to do it was easy to leave because I knew exactly do you know that's just made you just I've just suddenly thought you know even with I've been 
running a photography business for a few years by this point. Yeah. So I could have, I probably could have left quite successfully if I wanted to. And you were a really good wedding photographer. Oh, thank you. So it wasn't, it wasn't like you, you know, couldn't have done it, couldn't have made it work if you wanted to. But uh, do you know what was a much easier decision for me? Was signing up for that um, degree. Degree. Yeah. Yeah. And that's massive because that's a big commitment. That is a leap. Yeah. And decided I, again, to take on a degree I, among your already busy life because yeah, yeah. you were still working in the ambulance service at that point, weren't you? I was still working in the ambulance service. I was still running a part-time business. Still running a part-time business. Yeah, so and that, I was, that actually, was a big thing. Yeah, and I, I decided to apply for that and applied for it the week before it it start it commenced so it was but like only very... after you'd said oh i should probably do this other much more sensible thing i can't remember what it was yeah i don't remember what that was now and then Quite i remember having remember a conversation and just being like no dude if you're gonna do a degree do something you like it's hard well, to you finish asked, a degree you asked me the question it was the wonderful question of you know money and and time and everything aside what would you what would you and i think that's always do? the best question to ask yourself yeah. especially if you're going to make a leap i think it's yes Forget about the the practicalities for, of it for a minute because if it's something you really want to do, you'll figure it out. You will always yeah. figure it out. Yeah, definitely. That's, so on that note then, as we come towards the end, mm. what do we reckon our best bits of advice for preparing for a big change? Because hopefully we've covered, hopefully we've made you all feel slightly less alone if you are struggling with it. Because it is something that comes up again and again and again in different guises through our life, I think. Um, but how to prepare i mean for me it's like a journal and frequent talks with my friends who let me bend their ear about various things repeatedly probably get really fed up with me going but i can't i can't and then one day going oh fuck it i'm just going to do this thing (laughs) (laughs) and then say we're so proud yeah and then they're like we're so proud of you instead of we told you so like my friends are amazing i have to say as a whole Um, no one has so far said i told you so and i have given them many many opportunities to say so so i'm very grateful (laughs) for that um but yeah i would say um for me taking it to my journal if you i don't know if you have a, a counselor or a therapist that would be a good place to explore some stuff i reckon um yeah talking I to people that you really but... trust absolutely yeah you know yeah. people that i'd say i came to you to talk about the degree stuff i came to you to talk about i'm trying to think about yeah about changing my business and <laughs> mm, taking on a new thing yeah, yeah definitely i think for, um, for me as well the kind of I, I spend to say I spend a lot of time thinking about things, but sometimes it just helps just to verbalize it with somebody, an outside voice to, to go, yeah, you could do that. You know, yeah. just yeah. sometimes you just need that little permission slip from somebody who's not slip, inside your yeah. head, you know. So. And I would say, actually, the other thing I think I needed permission slip for and I've actually been giving permission slips out for this week Excellent. is um, is to understand that when you are understand and accept, because those are two different things, aren't yes. they? Um, that when you are making a big change in your life, you're going to feel a bit like a snake. Great. Yeah. But also accept that you're not going to be able to do everything you were doing before. At least for a little while. So yeah. if you are doing something like changing a job, you are probably going to have to give up some of your free time in order to find and apply for jobs that you would really like to do instead. This is true. Because you probably weren't doing that around... Like, nobody applies for jobs consistently all their life ever. No, that's not a no, thing you do it when you true. want a new one don't yeah, you yeah. um and one of the questions that somebody asked me a long time ago which has really stuck with me and i think is probably quite relevant here is that thing of what are you willing to give up to have the life you really really want mm. and i'm always a bit like oh i like my life i want to give it up. but there is always something that has to give even it if it's only temporary is. it might be that you can't 
crochet for six weeks because you've got to focus on this thing or yeah. you've got to give up in my case your pepsi max habit because what you really need is to save every penny you can towards this other thing that you want it's mostly temporary but i feel like that might be something to consider well it's like my um, me this this very week i've got an, a, an assignment deadline due next week that i've completely forgotten about and so i've now made the decision that i will not be seeing any television this week <laughs> yes exactly and it is usually temporary yeah but i think it's those things if you can't because i think most of us who who make these these big changes to our lives we think we can do everything and, and yes. i i mean don't get me wrong can't. this is a do as i say do not as i do i am the worst person in the world for that i'm like yeah i can do this stuff and yeah i'll take that thing on and yeah i'll proofread your new book and like yeah give me oh yeah mum, you can pop over and i'll and you can't. You no. can't do it all when you're no. doing... You can do it all in normal life, but you can't do it all and then this other massive thing. You have Absolutely. to make space for it, yeah, make space definitely. for it to change. Make, yeah. Making space is a good piece of advice. I like making that space. one. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, like you say, just accepting that <laughs> for a little while, things might be shit as well. It just... It 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 might as well be, you know, be prepared for when you, when you t- actually go ahead and take that leap. Initially, it might not look like how you expected it to, mm. but it probably mm-hmm. will eventually... But I guess also allowing for, allowing some time and maybe setting a time. I wonder if setting a time limit. You said earlier, didn't you? That you set two years. Yes. Because uh, that was a massive um, thing. And actually, funny enough, with my business, I I had agreed um, with myself, but also with my mum, who is my my biggest emotional emotional support. Um, and she does worry about me being able to, you know, pay my bills and stuff. Yeah. And so I said, look, three years. It takes three years for businesses to be profitable. I'm going to give it three years. Mm-hmm. I think I can cope and survive for that long without worrying about putting money, extra money in savings and stuff. That is what I'm going to do. Um, and that would be, I think I might have added a year to that with COVID, but, psh. I, do <laughs> but know I hadn't what? actually thought about it till you said it earlier. But I think maybe having a timescale of, it might be it might be two weeks, it might be three yeah. months in a job, it might yeah. be, I don't know, it could be lots of different things. Um, I would possibly suggest not getting into a new relationship and being right, you've got four weeks probation because that... <laughs> Might be a little bit off-putting. I pushing don't know. that, but yeah, pushing that envelope. Just you can have it in your head. Slightly. Just maybe don't say it out loud. <laughs> it's exactly the same though as if I'm reading a new book, Carla. I, I'm like, if this, oh? if this doesn't grab me by the um, by the by the third or the fourth chapter, I'm done with it and I'm moving on to the next one because I've decided that I don't have time to be reading a book I don't enjoy. I would much rather oh. just give it up and go to something else. I am so on board with that decision. <laughs> yeah, I am on board. Having said that. This is why I don't date, because there are always more books I want to read than men I would like to date. Always. <laughs> so I'm just going to go with the books. Do you know what, Carla? I'm with you on that one. There are definitely more books that I would like to read than <laughs> men I would like to date. might be in the house. <laughs> <coughs> I am never, I don't think I'm ever going to choose going on a date over reading a book. Oh, absolutely. So um, I'm, I'm happy with that decision. But yeah, yes. I think um, that, that's quite a good note to finish. I'm not even sure how we got to that, but yeah, it's good. <laughs> how do we ever get to any of our topics of conversation how did we i don't know anyway hopefully that was a little bit helpful it was a bit rambly but i think these things are i don't think these things are ever that clear cut are they they're a discussion aren't they at the end Um, of the day which actually i would say makes it a good point to say then because they are a discussion that we would like to hear other people's thoughts on Mm -hmm. it as well really wouldn't we we? absolutely would we absolutely would and i would maybe summarize by um think plan find a purpose mm-hmm. find some support set a time limit and i would counter that with go with your gut <laughs> also that also that if it feels yeah, don't right don't do it unless it feels like it. the right thing yes yeah. exactly yeah I yes. like that plan. Excellent. Perfect. Well, anyway, hopefully that is, is, is a little a little bit less to the point than our usual chats. But we, we did start this because we wanted to be able to just chat, didn't we? Exactly. And, and share our thoughts. So yes. I hope that's helpful. And um, yeah, we would love to hear from you. But we until then, we until next time, even. Enjoy. Make Enjoy. the leap.
Make the leap. Bye-bye. A leap, at least. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. We'd love for you to rate us, review us and subscribe on your favourite podcast app. Five stars, please. Uh, where can people find us online, Sarah? We are on Facebook and Instagram at Creative Reboot Co. And we also have a Facebook group, which we'd love you to join to come and talk to us about the episodes. Just search for Creative Reboot Group. And you can also go to our website, creativereboot.co, where you can subscribe to our mailing list and get in touch with us if you fancy being a guest or if you have topics you want us to talk about. We'll look forward to seeing you there. Oh, yeah.